All right, everybody, welcome back to the BJJ 101 um, Storing Podcast. Today, we've got a wonderful guest, Tony Teresi. So we'll just start off with like the basic question that we ask everyone when they come in here. When and why did you start doing BJJ? BJJ? Yeah. yeah, well, the, the, the number one reason why I started would have been uh, MMA. Okay. <laughs> so getting into MMA. So that was the number one reason. I, you know, I remember when I very, very first was searching for clubs. Mm. I knew wrestling was a, like one yeah. of the biggest, the most important martial art for <clears throat> MMA. So I started searching like wrestling places. Yeah. And there's this one wrestling place I, was, I liked and whatever. I thought, all right, I'll go turn up and have a look. Mm. So I drove there. And then when I turned up, they were wearing like, uh, it's like this dark little place. And yeah. I turned up and they were wearing like masks <laughs> and stuff like this. So oh, like, like WWE stuff. Yeah, WWE. Oh, okay. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> So yeah, and then I was like, oh man, I'm not going to go here. So mm. yeah, anyway. Then I saw, um, then I went to a few other BGJ places and I saw Gaha and then I came and I remember uh, you guys were doing Nogi and it was like Eduardo, like Julian, like Simon and Ty and you guys were doing like takedowns and it was, it was just, it was right. And I had a really good atmosphere. Yeah. I just felt like good camaraderie mm. and straight away I thought, yeah, this is the place I'm going to start. So, yeah, how long ago, Tony? <coughs> like roughly? Yeah, that would have been that would have been the start of the end of two thousand nine, the start of two thousand ten. So it's it's been just over ten years, about eleven years. I think that's a funny kind of like comparison because I think I have the same kind of um, reason for starting. We watching the Ultimate Fighter or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. The yeah, same. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was exactly the same. I watched some Ultimate Fighter stuff, and I was like. Oh man, this is great. This is good. Cool. I want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch this. I want to do this stuff. I want to go there. Yeah. I, I never like went to a WWE wrestling oh, gym man, or anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, same same kind of idea. That's that's super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, when like obviously like um, you also come from like an, a, a like a different sporting background <clears throat> as well. And I think I had like a kind of similar situation. Is there anything that kind of that you think like helped? Because if people aren't aware, like you fairly high level competitor as a BJ yeah. athlete, like you medaled it in a heap of things. There was like um, a world pro as a blue belt medalist. You, you, you know, competed in, in Brazil and won like a South American as a purple belt and stuff like that. So these are, you know, high level kind of accolades as a, as a competitor. Um, is there anything that like really helped you improve as like a jujitsu practitioner that you had from any other background, maybe it was you know mm, another think, sporting background or whatever. Yeah, I think it's more like uh, I think it's more like yeah, it comes down to the actual person themselves. You know, yeah. like since I was a young kid, I always done things at like the at a hundred percent. Yeah. Never, never ninety, never eighty. I was always at the hundred percent level. So that started from when I was really young as like a swimmer. Yeah. like training crazy and then I went into soccer making like state and national teams and it's just I think it's the mindset of the actual individual uh, the individual yeah. themselves so I wouldn't say like you know um, things I'd done at soccer led to yeah. achieving high things in BJJ it was more just the mindset of being able to but um, don't you think to be an elite athlete in any sport you have to you're gonna have to acquire a certain mindset, like of like resilience, of hard working, of accepting criticism in order to evolve. Sure. Like yeah. maybe um, 
deprive yourselves from uh, you know alcohol going out etc etc and be super disciplined and I think that uh, that is where I I saw that on you both at the beginning right at the beginning Mm -hmm. and I think that this is uh, a massive um, an important thing in order to become uh, a good athlete, like a really yeah, good athlete for a long period of time yeah. in anything, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I think, yeah, if you if you do the party scene and you're not in the right mindset uh, and even the people you hang around, like your little group circle, your sure. friend circle, yeah, sure. if you have the right people around you and you have the right mindset when it comes to the training and, and the party side, then, yeah, you'll, you'll do well. But... Um, yeah, it's very easy to fall into the side of, you know, going through, like, the, the party or the girls and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, being able to stay focused and, and knowing what you want and being really competitive and trying to get the best out of what you can do is, is a big part. Mm. Yeah. Can we just go back to, like, that kind of history? So when, when were you swimming? And- swimming, man. So swimming would have been since I was, like, a little kid. Like, we're talking five-year-old. Yeah. Five-year-old to probably... All my primary school years mm. to about 12, okay. 11, 10, 12, somewhere yeah. around there. And uh, yeah, I've made like, you know, Darling Downs because I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan Thorpe down there. That's, yeah, I can yeah. also kind of connect with that a little bit. So yeah. I went Not with talk. the swimming. Not you with the swimming. Swim. Yeah, I can't swim at all. I'm can't like, swim. I'm like a drowning bear, man. Drowning bear in the water. But like, I can connect with understanding how difficult swimming is because I went to Toowoomba Grammar, so same, yep. same kind of district area of yep. Darling Downs. Yep. And man, these guys are training like, 6 a.m. in the morning to 8 a.m. just swimming for two hours. The moment they finish school, they're training again for another two or three hours, and that's every day. Yeah, counting like, tiles, literally. Yeah, that's man, what I mean. Counting and just going, and I'm like, man, man this, this is black line. It's just following that back That's like my best friend when you, yeah. know, you just look at the black line yeah, for like yeah. hours. It really is a yeah. grueling, <laughs> yeah. like, man, like this mental kind of callous that you build up. Is it sure, mentally yeah. toughening thing? Yeah, yeah, to just yeah, definitely. work hard for hours and hours every morning, every night, every morning, every night. You got it. You um, got it. And it's great. It's a great sport for like uh, lung expansion. Okay. So, you know, your fitness. Right. If you start as a kid, you got, yeah. you got strength, like a lot of strength as a young kid. Yeah. Um, that you're probably going to develop above other people. Like this lung capacity sure. and stuff you talk about it's is something huge. unique that a lot of other guys yeah, yeah. don't have. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. that I think probably that's something that helps with your cardio a lot. Like you might, yeah, sure, tra- not train for you know a while, and when you come back, even though you you might feel fatigued, you don't really notice it if you train with Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like with other people, with me particularly, if I take a heap of time off, I get tired. Mm. For him, yeah, sometimes he comes and trains, and you can't even notice that he's yeah. tired. Very and true. it could be his body language and stuff, but I do think that has something to do with yeah, yeah. the swimming aspect yeah. of things. Hundred percent. Yeah. So after the yeah. swimming, yep. What was the next kind of? So the next, the next target was the soccer thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I started the same. I was doing soccer and swimming together. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, I was starting to do started to do really well in soccer. I started yeah. to make some pretty big sides. Yeah. And then, um, and I reckon I was about eleven. To 12 year olds for the last couple of years of primary school um, I made some like schoolboy state teams yeah. and I made a national team yeah. to go to Japan and um, and compete over there and and I knew that I was never going to make it staying in Stanthorpe yeah. it just it wasn't going to happen yeah. there's, not, there's no opportunity down there for yeah. a young kid to, to make it I remember sitting down on the couch with my old man and I just said you know I want to move to the, the city yeah. and try and make it and actually try to, to do something out of it and then he was he just sort of looked at me and 
It's like, really? You know, I'm only 12 year old. That's, yeah. that's, that's grade seven, yeah. primary school. Yeah. And then uh, he was all for it. He was keen as. And then um, pretty much when I have my mindset to something, I'll do it. Yeah. And nothing will sway me yeah. off that path. So that happened. And then I, uh, at 12 year old, I um, organized it all. And I knew a good friend of mine through state soccer. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I lived with his family for the whole high school years, which yeah. was... Um, which was, yeah, six years or so. I yeah. lived with his family. 12 yeah. to about 17, 18. Yeah, yep, like yeah, yep. And in those years, I lived with his family and, and they're like a second mum yeah. and dad and yeah. a second brother and sister. And yeah, and from then on, I just uh, kept training. It was all about training. It wasn't yeah. about girls or parties. Yeah. It was none of that. Zero, man. Yeah. It was just soccer. Like lived and breathed it mm. for those six, seven years. Mm. It was just intense. <laughs> and I made some big sides and done really well. And then... Um, yeah, and then I had this uh, this knee injury that that destroyed my whole goals and career. Yeah, which was pretty sad because I was only like fifteen or something, fourteen years old, fifteen yeah. years old. And um, yeah, I remember going to a, a physio. They sent me to the physio. They kept saying, "Oh, you know, it's a it's a strength issue. It's a problem in your in your legs." And I remember they put this little tester on my quad, yeah. and they go, uh, "Just tense up so we know your strength level." And it tense up and it goes like right off the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, oh, right, geez, well, it's not, nothing to do with your strength then. Yeah. And then they started massaging. And I knew straight away that it's just, um, yeah, the, it wasn't nothing to do with the physio strength. There's an issue inside of the knee. Yeah. I had this rare condition where a bone was popped up off my knee. Yeah. It actually just popped and sat there. Yeah. And, um, and they had to go into surgery, had to pin it, back, pin it down. And then um, you can imagine there's all cartilage over this, yeah. the knee. Mm. And when it popped up, popped through cartilage. Yeah. There's a lot of fragments everywhere. It was a mess in there. Yeah. I remember the surgeon saying, um, he's like, uh, if you got a call up from Manchester United, he's like, they won't take you because your insurance is going to be too high or yeah. too much of a risk for more injury. Yeah. He's like, uh, and, you, and there's a good chance you just can't play soccer anymore because it's just going to destroy your knee. And I was a young kid, yeah. 15 year old, and just destroyed my whole goals, you know. Yeah. And then I had to recalibrate my whole mind and, and work out what I wanted to do, what I really wanted to do in life, because I always have to have a goal. Yeah. If I don't have goals, and it's, yeah. it's easy to get lost. Yeah, you don't know what to yeah. kind of work towards or what your your purpose of existing is. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think a lot of people kind of struggle with that. Whether you know what I mean, like it just in general kind of life, that it's hard for people. Um, and I think you know that's for a lot of like junior kids or the teens and stuff, it gives them something to kind of like be excited about. It gives them something to particularly coming and training jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. I mean, I think everyone's felt like that before, yeah. you know what I mean? Like where they don't know what to do after school. They don't know what to do as a career. They don't want, goals, yeah. and like, that's right. I know you have like an awesome, you know, this is a really awesome goal that you have because you're such a talented individual. But for some people that may be honest, talented or didn't have the genetic, you know, um, advantage athletically or whatever they it's hard for them to find things as well and I think the cool thing about jiu-jitsu so they can go through the academic side yeah they can go through the academic side way. too yeah, for sure but I think I think jiu-jitsu is like a really interesting athletic sport because it's so much more based on knowledge and understanding and oh, not sure. athleticism and that's something that I think a lot of people kind of get excited about when they see jiu-jitsu there is always an athletic component, yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason, it's so technical and it's so vast in, in like the knowledge of techniques that even people that aren't athletic can equalize things by being 
having more understanding and being clear with and sharp with the techniques and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, BDJ is a, it's huge with the mental side. So, so when did you stop playing? Like you, 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 like you figured out that you can't do any more soccer. That like you had a, you know, unfortunately had like a injury that you couldn't really, yeah, yep. adjust for. Yep. So what happened was is um, so I had this surgery done and then, and then um, I had a good eight months off. Yep. I was in a cast from my hip to my ankle. Okay, right. Like a full leg cast. Full leg, yeah. right through. Yeah. And that was for a long time. It was probably maybe three months, something like that. Yeah. So you can imagine I lost all muscle definition. Yeah, all atrophied. Yeah, yeah, went right downhill. And then after I came off that, I tried to rehab and whatever, and I tried to go back to playing soccer. Yeah. And you can imagine, you know, I'm in a prime years yeah, yeah. of soccer career, like yeah. that, that 14, 15-year-old. Yeah. So when I was... Uh, so you can imagine if I stopped when I was 14, yeah. I stayed at the talent as a 14-year-old. Yeah. And after my injury, I went back. I'm still down here as a 14-year-old, yeah. but I tried to compete with the 16, 15, 16-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. But I was still here. And yeah. I could never catch, I could never close that gap. Yeah. And I lost motivation and I uh, just wasn't interested in the sport anymore. Yeah. You know, I sacrificed my life for that sport. I, yeah. I left home when I was 12. You imagine my, I'm the youngest of four brothers yeah. and my mum had to let me go as a, the youngest kid I was yeah. the youngest one to leave the house yeah. and we've got a pretty close family bond so um, so yeah you know like uh, never could get back to that that yeah. level where yeah. I was which was the top mm. of you know in Brisbane around and then um, and then yeah I, but Tony, I gave it up this adaptability that we have to to have in life and as you get older you're gonna see it like you have to gonna change like you had goals and then for some reason something happened and you're gonna have to change to try have other goals. Um, sometimes you even gonna achieve that goal, and then you're like, mm, that wasn't really what I was expecting, and then I have to look for something again, you know, yeah. to have a drive, which I think is very important. Jiu-Jitsu has a lot of this adaptability, you know what I mean? Like, and even like sometimes, oh, you training, you got injury, like, what can I do? I always done that, like, well, I can't move my shoulder. All right, well, I can ride a bicycle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think this this is something that the, the older you get, the more you understand, like, it's super important to be adaptable. You know, like, oh, I can't, I can't, I'm having this injury on this knee. Okay, I can do maybe this side half gas. So I try to bring someone yeah, to yeah. train on this side. Mm. Jiu-Jitsu has this component of adaptability <coughs> and, and that can be used, very useful for life, you know, as a mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. yeah, and sometimes there's going to be things you can't do. Like, if you can no longer compete at, the highest level in that sport, you might find something else. I think I have the same kind of yeah, thing yeah, with I think rugby. You, do too, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was fairly competitive. You know, I was competing at the highest level in Brisbane and stuff like that as a, you know, I don't know, 22, 23, whatever. Rugby league? Rugby union. Union. Rugby union, you know what I mean? And um, I understand the kind of feeling, you know what I mean? You, you've dedicated everything you've done towards this one thing yeah, and it yeah. doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, at some point in time, you realize that, you know, setback, setbacks are a part of life. And whether it's business or whether it's buying a house or whether it's with a romantic relationship or doing any type of sport, 100%. setbacks are going to happen. And you, it's it's more about how you respond to things. And I think that's the same thing you're talking about with exactly. adaptability. Like, exactly. and, right. and, and the thing is, is like ending one chapter doesn't mean that there's, you're not, it's not quitting or giving up or whatever. Right. Like, man, sometimes it didn't work out in that area. Like you want to buy this house, but someone else buys it. You can't go there and be aggressive yeah. like, man, I want this hat. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to let go of things and move on. And that's that's a part of learning and dealing with life. I would say 99, 99% of the time, yeah. 
people have setbacks. Yeah. Just well, about 100%. I and, think and, 100%. Yeah, I'd say 100%. You know, and if... You're always going to be bet by you, something difficult man, or a challenge. You learn so much yeah. from the setbacks. Yeah. And that's, like you said, man, it's not just sporting, it's relationships and stuff as well. Yeah. This is huge. This yeah. is a big part of mine as well. I think you've been through it. Yeah, everyone's been through yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. has been through it as well. But, yeah, yeah having setbacks and learning and yeah. growing and yeah. being better yeah. Yeah. Sure. Is, is huge, man. That's not just sport as well. It's, it's life. I think that... Uh, and it's always going to yeah. look... You got, sorry, you're always going to use whatever the setback was. When you move forward, when you go do another thing, there's going to be a, a few lessons that are like so important yeah, for you valuable, to yeah. do well on a completely different... You know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah. sure. for, for example, in, in, in this uh, such a young age, you leave home, you, you started to be so focused and disciplined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you learn a lot of values. Yeah. And sometimes the values is what, you know, is very important as yeah. well. You know, yeah. to take with you, I think. Oh, yeah, it's huge. You know, you, you're living in... You imagine you're, you're 13 years old and you're living in someone else's house. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to the fridge and help yourself to food. You can't mm-hmm. just say, oh, I want more of this or, or I want to buy this or I want to do this. you got to you got to sort of adapt and be sort of held back a little bit. Yeah. And you mature up really, really Yeah, but quick. it's a different level of independence. At huge, man. Huge, much huge. earlier age, man. Yeah, so, uh, you guys had a... Um, like you guys are very very similar. Like I, I I had a lot of thinking about uh, coming here today, uh, and I always thought about that. Like I and I even thought like throughout my life I've been around a lot of jujitsu, um, very good jujitsu players, and I noticed a lot of them they 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 done really well, but they couldn't. It could be world champion, and the reason they haven't got there was what was missing for them was something that I saw on YouTube, like in terms of this discipline, focus, hard work, has the athlete mindset of like, okay, I'm going to win, I'm going to use, I'm going to lose, next day I'm going to be at the gym, you know, doesn't party, doesn't use drugs, you know, all that things that are super important and, and we'll have, deprive ourselves from things in order to make, like, make it the best you can be, best version of yourself. And, um, I think you and came from another uh, elite sport background. This was um, very important. I recognize this super early. I remember you two talking to people that knew jiu-jitsu at the time. Afterwards, everyone comes and talks, you know what I mean? After it happened, everyone can talk. But before then, I remember, uh, I remember it happened to both of you guys, like you were competing, you competing as a white belt. I think Anton was uh, probably blue, or I can't remember exactly, but... People used to, um, I used to say, look, this guy's going to be really good. And people go, there's no way he's going to be good. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they couldn't see what I was seeing, you know, like, of course, I was more with you guys. I can see. With Rafael? With, with me as well? Rafael was, yeah. Rafael was with you. Yeah. And and I remember clearly. And I think someone else did did um, the same with Phantom. Or people would go, oh, yeah, he's very strong. I was like, man. You're not, you know, like, like, strength. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not, man. It's not even That's the most common that's response for you. Yeah, it's like, man, you haven't even, you haven't even, like, he, he's strong, but he's, he's not even doing any strength, man. You're not understanding, you know. But then people started to realize, you know, like, and, um, and I think you guys have a lot of similarities, you know, like, and, and, and the, the results start to come. Um, and one of these amazing, uh, things that you guys achieved as an athlete. Um, what was having a, a going to be able to represent Australia, you know what I mean, in Abu Dhabi. So I would like you guys to cover because both had experience 
at different times. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to bring this up. So, Tony, for example, I think, I was thinking about that, I think you were the, the first guy from Queensland yeah. to go, correct if I'm wrong, but as far as I remember, you're the first guy from Queensland to, to win the, the trial, uh, a very disputed trial. And at the time, I always said that, I still believe that uh, Jiu-Jitsu in uh, Melbourne and, and Sydney are five years ahead of Queensland. Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. in numbers, you know, in more practitioners, etc. And at the time, that was super clear, like, people wouldn't even hear about no. Queensland. Like, no. the people would, people go, oh, no, there is no Jiu-Jitsu there. No, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think when you won that, you know, like, and then you, you went to represent Australia, everyone like, oh, Jesus, man, look, look, look out, where yeah, are these yeah, guys yeah. from? Oh, yeah. guys are from Queensland. Oh, these guys are from Gara, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so how was the experience in Abu Dhabi, you know what I mean? Like, and, and um, how was to represent Australian Jiu-Jitsu? How was the level of the, I've been with you at that time, like the first time I think you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your family went there as well, yeah, which yeah, is a, yeah. another yeah. another similarities you guys too have, which you have a, a family that supports your endeavors, your sporting endeavors. That's super crucial as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyway, how was the how was that 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 um that competition and experience of it, the experience, yeah. the whole experience, like yeah, the level. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the 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 Sydney. The, the national trials there for Abu Dhabi, it was, it was pretty amazing because, you know, I wouldn't say my jiu-jitsu was at a really high level, but I had this instinctive reactions to moves yeah. and understanding. I, mean, I remember you used to always tell me about how I just had this instinctive reaction to the to yeah. people's movements or even my movement. Yeah. And uh, I still got the fights on video from Sydney. And, um, and yeah, I think it was six fights as a blue belt. And uh, and yeah, and I remember doing these things without without even thinking. It just just happened. Mm. But it was a pretty incredible experience. It was six fights, and I won the six, and then got the ticket to Abu Dhabi. Um, and then yeah, it was, it was a it was a pretty incredible experience when I was in Abu Dhabi because this was this was pretty big. This was probably like the first, apart from soccer, this was the first big thing as a different sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and jujitsu. Um, this is super unique. Like. There's nothing like it where they're going to put your flag up of your country, you know what I mean? No, At the yeah. end, they're going to put their anthem. Yeah, and yeah. yeah well, like a world champions. It's almost like the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, yeah, Olympics. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, jiu-jitsu wasn't massive then yeah. as it is now. Like, it's grown a lot, a lot now. Huge yeah, now. Short period of time, for sure. But uh, back then, it wasn't huge. But then there's, the name started to get big. But, uh, yeah, and I, and I remember, you know, going through three or four fights and beating them all and while I was on the sideline, like, smile from here to here you know? <laughs> well, remember, you know what I remember remember a funny story like to, that describes a lot the the Abu Dhabi as well like we were in the back uh, background there get you warming up yeah. and there was this TV crew with all the Arab guys you know interviewing only them focus on the guys you know yeah, these yeah, local yeah. stars yeah. and I look at the guy's gear the guy's gear has like man it's not conforming to no, the regulation whatsoever. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. so so tiny, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see that it's it needs at least double of that length to become legal. legal yeah, so yeah. I come and I call. You know, in Brazil, you, you normally call the the the, the call, like the guys that are going to be referees. You go professor, yeah, yeah. but just to make them feel you know good about it, which is you know like a, a respectful Courtesy thing. thing yeah. So I said like uh, professor, please 
have you guys watched that? Uh, have you guys had a look at the the the, the fellows from Abu Dhabi gay the uniform? And he said, "Man, do you want me to lose my job?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said, "Oh Jesus, this yeah. is gonna be." That's a, the thing about the locals. It's gonna be a tough yeah. day, you know. They have they have the front seats here, yeah. and you're at the corner at the back. <laughs> they pick who's gonna fight at which one at yeah, what time, yeah. whatever the time. Yeah. The shake is there. They picking the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the arena as well, like oh yeah, it's top, like, top, top of like fully air conditioner. Yeah. Like screens, there there's people interviewing you. Yeah. I went and watched fights on the from my hotel. Yeah, yeah I was a bit right. tired, and I put that's the TV right. on. I was like, oh, I can't believe that, yeah, you know. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember the first time I was there, they also having a draw for a car, a, a Porsche, I think. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I keep yeah, going yeah. back and forward on the line, you know, yeah, yeah. seventeen <laughs> times. <laughs> Trying to yeah, win the yeah. car. Yeah. Well, that was good, man. Like, uh, I think it was four fights, uh, one, and then I got to the fifth fight, which was the like the semifinals. Yeah. And the guy that beat me, he ended up getting the gold medal. Okay. And I just lost, man. I remember, like, it was from two was points. So one sweep. One yeah. sweep was two points. Yeah. And I remember watching the video back a hundred times, and I was this close that to was, getting him. Like, I was this close uh, to getting him in multiple sweeps. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had that capoeira uh, style, you know, yeah, really yeah. jumping and breaking his hip and flying Super here. Super flowy. Really, really flowy. And I, and I remember watching the video, man, and I looked back and I thought, I remember I had him in the sweet position. I had him ready to go, and I was like, "Man, what are you doing? You got to grab this arm, not yeah, this arm." Yeah. You know, it was just something as small as small grabbing the wrong detail, arm. Yeah. Such a small. Something thing, so yeah. small, I could have grabbed the right arm, got a sweep, it could have won, and then final man. Yeah. Do you know what I remember as well? I remember a fight that you had with uh, I think it was semi. I was on quarterfinals on the open. Yeah, quarterfinals. I think it was on the open against a bigger guy. It was an absolute division, and you got a foot lock at the end. And the guy didn't tap, and the food was on. And we we're like, yeah, man, yeah, keep yeah. it going, keep it going. And then that I can, we were like, Shh, you know, the time went, and the guy ended up winning the fight. The guy yeah, was, yeah. man, next day we're walking outside. The guy's like, you know, the guy's like this. Like, can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, can't walk. We're like, oh, man, look, that was, yeah, yeah he just wanted, didn't want to tap. I wanted to take that foot home with me, yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah, but that was that, that was that trip, which was a great trip, man. It was amazing. Um, but then the next one was when I went to the the New Zealand trials. Okay. Remember this? Yeah, with um, with um, Joey. 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 Big Joey. Joey was uh, Joey was uh, interesting because um, he was I think sixteen. Yeah. And I, he was like I thought he 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 needed one right. He, he, close, he did it so amazing. He like he yeah, he he won fights that you thought he wouldn't like yeah, overcome. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I thought he had big chances, and you know we keep motivating him, and I was like, man, I'm gonna get into trouble because. But I never thought I was gonna get in trouble because there's over 18, mm. and I was like, oh man, they're gonna be proud because oh, he's 16, yeah. he's that's winning right. that, you know. That's right. that's like right. I think I'm not gonna get into trouble. Let's take him, you know. Yeah, 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 but um, right. no, yeah, look, but yeah, he did amazing. Well, it was a funny trip as well. Remember, he had this big pizza. On his uh, armpit <laughs> on the you know flight, you know, mm-hmm. he would start giving him some shit. You know, this is yeah, the pizza, like yeah, a big sweat patch. Yeah, sweat patch, huge, yeah. huge, yeah. yeah. This was a family one, yeah. family pizza, you know. We start giving him yeah. the shit, got upset. It was yeah. kind of funny, yeah. man. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a really good trip, man. We, I really enjoyed that. You know, like all these trips I had with Eduardo, yeah. even yourself, we went on yeah, a few, but couple, yeah. I went on a lot of trips with Eduardo. I went to everywhere, all over the world, man. Abu Dhabi, went to Brazil, went to. Uh, the New Zealand trip, you know, they're all amazing. And I have to really, like, take my hat off to Eduardo for supporting me and doing this. This is this is big. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, look, I, awesome, I think it's a give and take. Like, I mean, I've done with you two guys because I look at you guys and I saw what I, I was telling before, what I couldn't <clears> see that happen with a lot of my friends, you know, and, and myself even at one point, you know, like when I was like, I could go, man, can I do this for, you know, like be a competitor, you know, keep competing or I'm going to go uni and go to, go to the beach. And I, like, and I, and I, you guys had that drive, you guys, you know, that you guys brought with yourself. So I saw that. So, yeah, I was super proud of you guys. It was like a, it's a, man, shared happiness, you know, yeah, this yeah. way. Yeah. Still doing now. I think yeah. there's a lot of things that contribute to that kind of idea that, I, look, to be honest, I think like one of the biggest parallels is comes from like the history of like your family and stuff. Like, I don't know too much about yours, but like my grandparents and stuff were, you know, they're like farming people. And I, I, in my opinion, I think like these are probably the hardest working people Same, in the world. Yeah. In the world, yeah. it doesn't matter if they're in China. It doesn't matter if they're in you know That's in any true. other part of Europe or whatever. Like these are the hardest working people on the planet. And I don't know. And went that to migrants. Yeah, to then you double the, the hard and, work. And, and man, they just have like this ethic of work and yeah. just overcoming issues and yeah. everything's about just solving problems and getting better at things and improving and they're not afraid to fail and just try things and do stuff. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, you figure it out. And I think that is probably one of the biggest reasons for like this type of attitude is like that gets passed on to you from your grandparents or yeah, your parents. Sure, and then sure. you just kind of like trying your best to, you know, keep up with their kind of, well, it's funny you say that man, because my <laughs> grandparents and parents are exactly that. Yeah. Another similarities. That's exactly, what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, that. that, they that's, farmers, man. They're yeah. farmers. They're yeah. they're, they worked hard, man. They mm. you know, work hard for nothing. You know? And they're both migrants too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Sicily. Yeah, yeah yours as well, Sicily. isn't it? Yeah, my grandparents. Yeah, migrants, migrants yeah. You, you arrive in a place, you yeah. have your family, you have yeah. to bring support. You don't yeah, know yeah, no yeah. one. Mm. You don't have a network. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't call a family member to help because they're not here. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree, man. But yeah. the, the family aspect is, is a big part. Not, not just like having that bond, that yeah, connection, yeah. the love yeah. from a family member yeah. to... To help you, you know, do whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. It's being supportive to help right. you through whatever struggles yeah, yeah. you have as well. Poor Anton again, like so, you initiated like that. That um, like I think you initiated that. Uh, you put Queensland in the world of jiu-jitsu in terms of competitors, right? You know, within Australia, and um, and also the result that you went there, Abu Dhabi. So even more, like people, oh, oh wow, yeah. And then, and then Anton like just uh, made it. Like, look, there's a, the only guy now mm-hmm. to have a, a world medalist male black belt yeah, in, yeah, the yeah. Gi, yeah. in the gi. He's from uh, Brisbane, you know what I mean? He trains a guy, he teaches a guy, etc. Yeah, yeah. So he just, um, like, consolidate, put this way, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that sure, that yeah. jiu-jitsu is everywhere in Australia. Now you guys talking about, like, there's a lot of good guys from, you know, Adelaide and etc. you know? So yeah, yeah. that... Which happened in Brazil as well. Initially, it was Rio, then Rio and Sao Paulo. Now you have guys from everywhere. You know what I mean? It just expands. I think all the other guys that you're talking about, like, you know, um, for whether they're from Adelaide or Melbourne or whatever, most of them have transitioned to the gi. And I think the biggest reason for everybody... uh, Transition to to nogi. It's transition to nogi is because there's, like, a, a piece of the pie that's been missing for, like, you know, all the other athletes, like all the guys that are Brazilian, all the guys that are, you know, high level competitors that have had the best coaches for the last, however long jiu-jitsu has been around, they had a missing component of technique, which is all the leg lock stuff, all the heel hooks and everything. 
And it doesn't mean that there aren't guys from Brazil that are like are good leg locks. There always has been, there always will be. There's a lot of different variations of stuff there, like Luta Livre and whatever, whatever. There's a lot of leg lock stuff there too. But in terms of... Um, I think the, rule, the rules have stopped a lot. Yeah, of for sure. But the, 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 the guys that have dominated jiu-jitsu for the last, you know, maybe like five years before this, maybe for the last 10 years, whatever, have been predominantly Brazilian guys that not only dominate the gi, but also dominate the no gi. And that's just being present. But now there's been a shortcut. And the shortcut is if you get good at heel hooks, mm-hmm. if you have a decent guard, true, true. you're going to beat guys because mm-hmm. you're on the same level now. They're not good at leg locks. Mm-hmm. You, you start, your starting point's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're trying to beat these guys that are, you know, world champion level dudes in the gi that have had that um, level and have had that coaching for 30, 40, 50 years, however long jiu-jitsu has been an active competitive mm-hmm. sport, Man, it's it's much more difficult. So I think most people are transitioning to the nogi stuff just because it's like it's going to be easier for me to do well. It's going to be easier for me to do well because if I get good at leg locks, I can beat any guy that's a yeah, world yeah. champion yeah, yeah. in the gate, which is interesting. I yeah, think. I mean, it's very important to have a, to, to have an all-rounded game. I agree. You know, it's super important. I hundred, I hundred percent agree. And like, you can make so many different arguments. Like, I think. The, the number one function for jiu-jitsu is the, the, the point it started, and we've talked about this on other kind of things, it's like the point of jiu-jitsu is the, thing, is the, the reason you started, for MMA, for self-defense, yeah, for yeah. be able to protect yourself. And like sports jiu-jitsu is awesome and it's great. And, you know, most guys that are world champion level black belts, they probably are going to be able to defend themselves in the street altercation and stuff like that but probably not against a very, very high-level wrestler, or probably no. not against a very, very... Because unless your game or the thing that you're good at is specific to self-defense, like there's certain positions that translate well to self-defense, like the closed guard and certain top positions and things like that, you're probably going to struggle with that, and you've seen that in MMA. Mm-hmm. You've seen world champion-level guys go into MMA mm-hmm. and do terrible. Some guys not. Some guys do really, really well. They figure it out. Some guys that had just started for the first couple of years, they're getting destroyed. They're getting knocked out all the time, or they're getting beaten up, or they just can't get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's super interesting. If, if you turn if you turn the clock back, maybe this, like when UFC started. Yeah. You can go in there with one dominant martial yeah, art. Yeah, for sure. And you can do all right. Hundred percent. Now you can't, you do, can't that. do that anymore. Now absolutely. you have to have you have to have a little bit of everything. Hundred percent. If you don't, you're going to get destroyed. So you have to have a little bit of all the martial arts to, to enter the cage. But even even guys that like um, gravitate towards their biggest strength, let's say it's a jiu-jitsu guy, and unless um, they specifically have skills that translate well to MMA, mm. they still don't do well. Yeah, Does that yeah. make sense? Like, for example, if you're a guy that's really good at specific open guard positions and that's your style of jiu-jitsu... Mm. That's not going to translate well to, to MMA. Oh, no, no. You you know got, I mean, you've got to be specific to the sport. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. You've got to have a little bit of everything. If mm. you're good at the open guard, yeah, whatever, but you've got to be good at wrestling. You've got to be able to get 100%. out and get up. I totally agree. Um, and all that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's very important. I just think that, compa- like, I think people have, and, and I think this is just because of, like, one, like, um, all sorts of, like, commercial stuff and just, like, um, man, it's a business doing like self-defense stuff where people are throwing punches and kicks and stuff like that i think that's kind of like come out of jiu-jitsu a little bit mm-hmm. not in every aspect some people spend a lot of time working on that but i think as an overall thing it's moved away from that more 
man, if you, when you talk about the type of training you did when you started jiu-jitsu, man, it's like turn the lights off and ah, defend yourself. Yeah. Man, this time, you could, one, you can't do that anymore. Someone will pull a lawsuit on your gym or whatever. But like, it, I, I just, I talk about this a lot. It's just a funny idea to talk about. The more you create rules and the more you kind of like put things in a rule set, the more you isolate the skills. And the more you isolate the skills, the less effective it becomes. Yeah, but the more commercial it becomes, right? So 100%, commercial. then you have the, the events, you know, like there are you have started to, to pay more to money, etc. So it's a give and take. Mm. But I think it's a responsibility for the coaches to I actually agree. promote self-defense and to actually make people understand concepts and uh, and take that with them, you know, like because otherwise you just think only 100% about the sport. Yeah. You know, that's... People need to have the other understanding as well. That's yeah, crucial. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of everything. So, like, if you have a club, you gotta have the 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 classes where they're there just for self defense. Yeah. You gotta have the guys that are there just to self for fitness, yeah. general health. You have the guys there for competition that are trying to do well. Yeah. Yeah. You have, yeah, all, you have exactly. all these different categories, and mm. they're all great. There's nothing wrong with you know. There's no negatives for each. Everyone has your goal. Yeah. Everyone has and their we own need goals. To kind of like a. Answer their needs, right? Yeah, but just on that, I would say um, I say this to everyone, but I feel like females for jujitsu to yeah. learn it, it's huge. I think yeah, it's I just agree. about a must that all females should learn some kind of close proximity of martial arts, self defense. Art, self-defense. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with you. I actually yeah. tell the parents, I tell people in general, this is me. If I had a daughter and if I had a, a, a boy, I would really be inclined more if, to my daughter to train than my boy you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. I just sure, think yeah. it's so important but I would yeah, have sure. all of them yeah. you know I think that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's for, really the, for the mindset really for the be able to mm-hmm. be able to feel confidence and confident enough to don't freeze you know what I mean like yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and have an attitude and have values that are important you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you, you could be the best you could be, the, you could be training kickboxing for 10 years yeah. female male whatever someone grabs you from behind and grabs you yeah. throws you on the ground all those skills are gone you yeah. can't do you can't, can't do, do kicks. Spin, heel you kick. can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't do anything. So this is this jujitsu is very, very important for for females, for everyone, but yeah. for females. For females particularly because of like the same like idea of the, the martial art itself. It's designed that the whole purpose of it is designed for smaller opponents to survive or yeah, be yeah. bigger opponents. Yeah, and that's like hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So Tony, let's bring let's bring uh, the Brazilian trip which was uh, super awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I always I always, uh, when I arrive here in Australia, I always like people that I, I, I like, I get along with, and I feel could beneficiate to have this experience. Of course, you need to get along with the person because you're going to travel with the person. It's a big thing. And uh, so I used to take them to, to Brazil, and uh, and also the, the, the gym wasn't too big. There wasn't so many, like, and I was so hard to leave here even for a weekend, you know, but that time was a bit easier. And... Um, how many trips did you do before our trip to Brazil? Probably two. Like I, it's With other like, students? It's so, no, no, no. Personal, just, family. Yeah, personal no, no, family. Yeah, just going out. So was our, our, our trip was the, the first one? I think it was the second. With student, with your students? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, yeah. And, and, and the funny thing was that that trip was so um, unique because we organized a trip and we bought the tickets. Do you want to talk about what the trip was for? So there's a competition. So the trip was like, there was a combination of things. Like when go there, I'm going to see my family, which, you know, okay. is far away and it's hard, but at the same time, so it's the best things to combine like work 
and family and business because it's so far away. So you give them the opportunity to get to know the Brazilian uh, roots of Jiu-Jitsu, the culture. And aside, Tony was a a, a competitor. It was a really uh, high-level competitor at that time, like really on a on its perfect like uh, competition shape etc and keen to compete so that, that we knew would be the state championship in the South American uh, Pan American sorry Pan American championships yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you were competing time. as a purple, purple belt purple belt so we we had that and it was funny thing like we got I, I had Jason's a good friend of mine as well and um, they, they they didn't know each other well so I said, guys, we're going to go me, you, Jason. And he goes, like, both went to me and said, man, I don't know this guy, man. I'm not too sure. And the other guy <laughs> said the same, you know. And I'm like, holy moly, here we go. So it's like... You booked the tickets, like, three weeks before? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Well, last minute. Yeah, yeah. But well, but but, uh, but they were both, like, super hesitant, super worried. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus, man, hope this works out. Otherwise, it would be a pain in the ass, you know. And... Uh, well, I didn't know Jay. Well, I knew Jason just from training. Yeah. But I didn't know him like close. Yeah, so yeah, if, and Jason's not a person that by yeah. knowing from far away you think you're like, oh, this is we're gonna get along. So if well. people don't know who Jason is, he's also another student of Eduardo's yeah. that was started here as a white belt and is also a black belt and has his own gym as well. So. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So yeah, we runs Gahalorton, you know. Right. But we, uh, we, yeah, we used to, we used to train together a lot. We used to clash a lot. Our okay. styles like clashed. Yeah, he's a very time. rough, rugged yeah, kind yeah, of dude. Yeah, Yours we, is a lot more technical. And well, yeah, I just. I never felt like I got out strength yeah. by many at all, but yeah. we used to clash a lot. Yeah. And I, I wasn't a fan of rolling with Jason, but we I did when, when yeah. we had to. Uh, but then, but because of the trip, we got really close. They yeah. got super close, man. That was so funny, man. man. Great that was guy. so funny to see, like, it's Legend. people. And that's the other thing. When you travel with someone, you're really going to get to know that person. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and it was awesome because you guys are, like, so bonded. And I was like... Oh my God! This is yeah. like a, what a good Ooh, positive turn. Slept in the same room for yeah for two weeks. Or but the funny weeks. thing, there was a couple of super funny things about that trip. Like, uh, first of all, when we were about to leave, Jason realized because he never left Australia. He realized that he needs a passport to leave Australia. We're like, Three what? Weeks before the international like, no, we're all booked. Yeah. And uh, back on the day, Brazilian consulate used to give like lot which is very stupid, you know, but they used to take forever to give your approval. Mm. Um, and they couldn't give you like oh, in, a, in right. a short notice. So we were obligated to stop in Argentina, that's right? right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go in Argentina, like which is a very European, uh, South American country, yeah. cold weather, Jason in singlets, red singlets, rugby ball. We're like, Jesus, man, what is Tom, happening? Tongs, Tongs you know, coming to a restaurant. It was super funny. Uh, but we had a great time in Argentina. It was a great trip. We yeah. trained there. I taught a class, and, and it was awesome. We visited a gym. Yeah, yeah, that was good. We had great, you great know, food. I still keep in, not keep on contact, but I still follow a guy that was a blue belt there. Mm. Yes, at that gym, and he's a black yes. belt now. Mm. It's oh, just, nice. Just, we just see each other. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool to see. Mm. Yeah. No, that was awesome, and they gave they gave us a lot of like good places to visit. That's a good thing about the jiu-jitsu community. You go anywhere in the world, you take your gear. And you go, man, where is a good where are a good place yeah, to yeah. eat? And you're like family. You're like family. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll look after yeah, me. Yeah, if you're sure. nice, you come yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and they give you like a whole list of all these restaurants. Man, exactly. Like, you know. But but the local restaurant, yeah. and not the tourists, which yeah. is very very important. Tell so, everyone about the uh the, the pasta restaurants there. Well, Tony Tony has <laughs> Italian background. Tony, this is another thing too. The cultural thing is yeah. such a, a amazing difference. Like Brazilians, 
if they had if they had uh, spare cash, they, they wouldn't buy a new car. They would, they would build a barbecue in their garden, right? <laughs> Italians will put a pizza oven. That's a fact, right? <laughs> so, but you can really see that when any every time we push to a restaurant, a Brazilian push to a steak restaurant, and an Italian push for a pasta restaurant. It's, it's a fact. But the Italians. Even if you go to a Brazilian restaurant, all you can eat barbecue, they will go and get the bolognese. You know what I mean? Like, they are like... Well, we would have breakfast. Extremely. But have meat for breakfast, would have meat for lunch, would have meat for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I need some pasta in this, this body. You know, this body feeds off pasta. Give me some carbohydrates. That was so yeah, funny. Like he just looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Another, another planet. We all look at each other like, man, these guys... Tony thinking about me, this is a very cultural thing, interesting mm. to understand. Like, you look, man, these guys are insane, man. They have steak for breakfast. I'm going, man, this guy have antipasti the whole day and, you know, pasta. <laughs> and then the funny one, like, the Aussie, Jason's like, even though we're all Aussies, but Jason goes like, oh, can we have, like, a prawn cocktail? We're like, <laughs> mate, we're in Argentina. We don't have even a sea around, mate. Yeah. It's so far away. It's going to be some bad So it's a bit off, off obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the good thing about that, that um, you know, in talk about the competition, that was uh, super awesome because when I arrived there, I, you know, the training was really good. You had a really good guy that you're training a lot with. Yeah, yeah, that was a in very interesting thing right at the end. Yeah, yes. In Brazil, yeah. yeah. Igor, Igor Ferreira. Yeah. yeah. Good so, guy, man. awesome guy. Really good guy, yeah. And uh, so, Tony's been training a lot. Everything's going well. I go to Tony and say, Tony, look, there's one massive difference between here and Australia. I have to let you know. And that's what I really like what you, your answer was. I don't know if you remember that. Really good memory, long distance, man. These things that really touched me. I said, man, it's going to be so noisy that you have not a clue, man. Like, we're talking about, like, people screaming and drums and shit, and they go, ah. Yep. And he goes, I like that. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I said, fuck, that's great. Yeah, yeah like, motivating. Yeah. But it's completely, completely different atmosphere yeah. what you get here. Yeah, yeah, Completely yeah. different, man. Yeah, he just get, like, some dull sounds yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yelling here and there. But uh. there, man, it's like, what I explain, like, it's drums and everyone's yelling. Man, it's crazy. Nothing. And it was like, yeah, that was like, because then as, as, as uh, Tony keep progressing, so the first comp was amazing because comp- you did a, like you did a flying bow and arrow choke, yeah. right? Which is probably, I would say, it's probably the best, the five best moves I ever seen in a competition in my entire life. Yeah. And I also, it's really hard. I, I like to to kind of coach and you know scream and tell things and try to be a supporter when the other crowd supporting and and um, and film. I, I didn't so, but I wish I filmed that or I wish someone filmed that because yeah, it was get insane. We didn't get that on film, but I, but I mean, the whole stadium was like, oh, wow, you know, yeah, which yeah. is uh, amazing. And then people come, oh, where are you guys from? And and, and and that was super amazing. The crazy fact about that is afterwards we went for a, probably a pizza. I tried to make him happy because he won the comp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went to this bar that I used to like, knew the waitress back on the day. And um, they left. I, I met some friends, you know, and, and had a beer with them. And I met the guy, the guy that Tony choked him out. He was having a beer. And the guy said a lot of things to me. It's like, man, like I wasn't... He said, man, you know what? At least I lost for that move because yeah. it was so nice. I didn't want to yeah. lose for... Yeah. But it, they at that time, they did not have a clue. And I think um, still to this day, like it's uh, a lot of Brazilians there that, you know, didn't travel, didn't go competing around the world. They don't understand how you can have, like, you know, Australia. They don't have... They don't understand, like, oh, man, how can someone from Australia... Come here and win, Do you well, know, yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy that has five sponsors, you know, like they yeah, could yeah. not expect that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
Yeah, man, I remember that. I remember that fight very clearly, and I even remember the the position and where I was to get the choke. Mm. And again, it was like it was an instinctive move. Completely instinctive. It was an instinctive move, man. It's just the way our body our bodies were. And bow and arrow choke was one of my go tos when I got the back. Mm. Just one of my go tos. And I thought, well, if I can do it on the ground, you can do it standing. Well, I can't do it standing. Mm. And I literally remember like jumping on the guy, and it was in the air, and grabbed the whatever, neck, yeah. and flew around, and fell, and it was bow and arrow. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I remember it clearly. And I remember, I do, I do remember Eduardo, like, jumping up, like, <laughs> arms were in the yeah. air, man. It was like, whoa, shit, what was this? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome, man. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. But it was, uh, that was really good, man. It was called Conde Coma, right? That was the name of the... The name of the competition. The competition, yeah. Yeah. And I remember getting the medal and the shirt. I remember something happened with the shirt. We, Which is a very famous, by the way, just say, as a very famous uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner from Japan. Conde Coma, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, right. actually brought jiu-jitsu, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guys that brought jiu-jitsu Brazil region. Yeah, and driving to the events, it was typical Eduardo style. We, we didn't know exactly where we <laughs> were. Right. Man, this has happened multiple times, man. I'm sure. Multiple no, 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 no. times. <laughs> I, yeah, sure I remember, I remember <laughs> going to Japan and booking a hotel yeah. near the stadium or where we thought the stadium was. Yeah. Turns out, lucky, I'm like, no, no, we need to go there the day before. And lucky, check it out, the place. Lucky, so much we went there the day before because we went there <laughs> and there's like some there's a- Japanese K pop band playing or something like that. And we're like, oh, is there a jujitsu competition on tomorrow? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've just booked the accommodation <laughs> right, everything yeah. in this area so we can go to the yeah, competition. Yeah. And we're like, ah, it's not far. We'll walk there. We'll and walk and everything. Anyway, turns out... this the other side of the country. Yeah, not the other side of the country. But it's still... No, we're still in Tokyo. As so. long as you're in the right country. Yeah, we're in the right country. Right. You already did yeah. your job. Yeah. Right country, right city. That's yeah. two down. The rest you can figure out. So, yeah. lucky it was only like, I don't know, 40 minute... 40 minute um, you know, train ride yeah, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, just to... It is funny. Yeah, I thought it was crazy, man. Yeah. We were like driving around and, and, and every street, Eduardo would pull over and be in this awesome random guy in the street. Oh, do you know where the jiu-jitsu competition is? And he'd drive like another 200 meters and then he'd pull over. That's the next guy. Do you know where the jiu-jitsu competition is? And he'd kick up forever. We did this for like half an hour, yeah. man. And we eventually got there, yeah. but... I've never seen this in my entire yeah, life, man. Yeah. I've always been like super organized yeah, 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 and pack yeah, yeah. everything and write everything 100%. down. But why this turns up? Didn't we have uh, the GPS at the time? I don't think they had the GPS uh, at the time, man. That's I the just problem. I clearly remember you stopping like every street and asking some random people on the side of the road. Eventually, we get. I was shopping. I was just going with the flow. I don't yeah, know yeah. what's going on. I just mm. went with the flow. <laughs> well, it worked out anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then and then you had another comp as well. Mm-hmm. There, which is like the the South American Corp as well, and you had like amazing matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, this was big. This one. Boy, that was that was big because all the the guys were like, like all these guys. They, I think they 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 famous right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. they they must be famous right now. I'm pretty sure actually one of them is super famous. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and it was a very um, man. It was every like one of the days that everything like you do it like it's very like tight tight fight the whole time, but it. Works out really good, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, you know, this, this, the, the, that was the biggest competition. Well, one of the most, uh, sort of the most happy I've been in a sporting achievement out of all my achievements. This is one of the ones that's up top, top mm. probably two, three. Yeah. 
took probably three big years. Big achievement, man. A big international title for yeah. somebody out of Australia that's not known for, you know, we're not known for having good jiu-jitsu practitioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hated him. Remember, they hated the Australian guy beating them all. Like, oh, they man, they can't him. stand. They the can't guy stand. that beat in the semi-final, mm. he, uh, as soon as they beat him, he went straight home. And he didn't, they can't deal with He, he would have came third. Yeah. He went straight home. So on the podium, it was just me and the in guy. Second place, yeah. yeah, second place. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that was crazy when it comes to sound. Like, the, this is the drums and yeah. this is the yelling. I remember the heat and booing oh, and stuff. Yeah. And I always thought that these guys are fighting over there to, to put food on the table. Yeah. Not like here in Australia, they fight for fun. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're true, fighting true. to put food on the uh, table, man. They have like, to just, eat, they have sponsors. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it goes, can sponsor another 200 guys. Why yeah, would yeah. sponsor that yeah, guy? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, it's different, man. It's just different type of competitiveness know, and intensity. Type. They yeah, actually, yeah. From, like, that, that guy with like, poor background, you yes, know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, yeah, yeah. they got, like, a support, man. It's something, the only yeah. thing they have in life, that way mm. or that highway, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I remember, yeah, four or five fights, man. I remember winning them all and standing on the podium with Eduardo and Jason and mm. Matthias there. And, yeah, it was a pretty, mm. pretty amazing event. Yeah. Pretty, pretty that was a good trip. That was a good trip. Uh, look, um, if you can, uh, we, we, we know like as well, you like, um, got, uh, this is another amazing, um, uh, achievement, which you like you recently, you participated of the, um, uh, Ninja Warrior, yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us about that? Like I, I realized you become even more stronger when we're training. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, uh. Always like to have goals and just doing things out of the comfort zone. Yeah. So explain so just, what is that? This is a so TV show. Just a TV show, man. That uh, it's an obstacle course, and they set up an obstacle course, and you go through like heats, semi-finals, finals, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought to myself, you know, you guys are always known for my grip strength and whatever, and and this sport, it's very grip strength dominated, yeah. like for endurance. And I thought I could do it, so I started training and I applied. And I went through this massive application process yeah. that took like forever. I ended up getting on the show. Yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, so it was down in Sydney, season four. Yeah. And then yeah, I got to the heats and I went through to the semifinals. It was an amazing experience. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Glad I did it. Boy, it's exactly. awesome achievement as well, even for like, I think I mentioned that to you before, like because you've been a personal trainer for many years and, and you know, like you, you train a lot of people and mm-hmm. like I, I, you trained me before in Argentina and I mean, I love it and work with you. That's right. And, um, and this is also really good achievement, you know, to prove to your clients as well, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. a motivation wise and even for yeah, yourself, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I think the PT thing is, is massive. That, that contributes to everything yeah. that I do. If yeah. it's, if it's jiu-jitsu, like, it all relates. Yeah. It all relates. Uh, the Ninja Warrior stuff relates. Even the soccer stuff, it all relates. Just even the, the mental side. Like the mental thing is huge, man. I've trained thousands and thousands and thousands of people uh, from all different backgrounds, injuries, mental issues, you name it. The whole, the whole package. Um, and yeah, being able to sort out uh, the mental stuff is, is huge. And if yeah. you, can, you can sort yourself out with the mental stuff. It's very powerful. Mm. very very powerful is that something that you're going to continue kind of like working towards and trying to compete in and stuff like that or the uh, the Ninja Warrior kind of uh, not sure yet not sure man probably not to be honest it was a bit of fun yeah, like yeah. it's done I'm not really into the television stuff to be honest yeah. television it's, in the end it's a reality show and yeah, yeah they just want yeah they want cool. ratings yeah, and yeah. they do stuff behind the scenes but I mean it was good fun I loved it would I do it again 
Don't know. What what's the what are you kind of like your next goals moving through? Like, is there something that you kind of like looking forward to doing? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Maybe you want to so, open your own gym or you want to. That's it, man. You know so I like, spoke to Guido a lot about this. Yeah. It's it's actually the the uh, there's a couple of things. I wouldn't mind doing the, a competition in jiu-jitsu again yeah. Yeah. later on, uh, as long as I can avoid injuries. That's the biggest yeah, yeah, sure. issue. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's probably maybe some BJJ comps as a black belt. And then, uh, and then opening my own gym. Yeah. And with the gym, I have all the assets and tools to, to make it work. You yeah, know? Yeah, so I have yeah. the, the PT stuff. It's easy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the jiu-jitsu side and then the rock climbing. and being into rock climbing a lot. You can do that as well. You've got heaps. You yeah, heaps of avenues area. to kind of add into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But start small. That's mm. definitely one of the big goals on my, on my yeah. list, yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah. What, what, uh, what's, just to, to finish it off, Tony, um, uh, what's your what's your advice right because we we like you started and you know like mm-hmm. you you hit your head you know what i mean you went hard and maybe in that direction then you have to pull back and um, you develop a lot of uh, you have your grip qualities amazing quality and you have to develop like a style you know and drill a lot to become mm-hmm. really good at certain positions yeah. um what do you recommend what would be your advice for someone that's just starting jiu-jitsu right now mm-hmm or about to start, or even the lower belts, like what they do, what they should do, in your yeah, opinion. Yeah. It's probably two two or three things. It's You have to be patient. Don't think you're going to get really good in yeah. 10 weeks. This, this is probably the weeks. most common misconception. You just yeah. be patient, uh, and uh, don't think you're going to get really good really fast. Be <laughs> humble. You know, you'll take a good 12 months of getting beaten up, before you sort of start to find your your footing, your game, yeah, your footing. Yeah. Maybe patient. ask questions, right? Because you did ask so many questions, like all the time, like yeah. to so many people. I seen like how you develop, like men, and this is so important too, yeah. a part of humility. I, guess. I think what he's saying though is really important. Like a lot of people have this unrealistic expectation of how they're going to be able to perform for whatever reason. They have a delusional idea of mm-hmm. how things are going to go, and it doesn't matter if you're super strong. And sometimes the guys are in- instinctively good at jujitsu. The problem is still like you can't compare yourself to other people and you can't compare yourself to other things you see. And for me, as a coach of jiu-jitsu and seeing a lot of people, I think this is by far the most common issue. Yeah, yeah. Is people are going into every role and they, they need to win. And if they don't win, they don't feel good about themselves. But it shouldn't be like that. No, no. You now, really if you're going to go and compete and be a competitor, all right, different story. Because mm. that's what you're gearing toward. But and even if you, then, just, if you lose, you learn. Yeah, correct, 100%. If you lose, you learn. But like, you know, and you might have that goal, like, I'm doing everything I can to win this thing. That's okay, but it can't be every day. No, no, no. no. And if it is every day, the thing is, is you just keep getting left un- unhappy and upset and yeah, pissed yeah. off and annoyed. True, true. And what actually happens is they start to dislike jiu-jitsu and eventually they end up quitting. Yeah, because they can't again, like you said, get your mind in order mm-hmm. to figure out like, all right, what do I, what what perspective do I need to put things into to actually do well in this stuff? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You just you got to just stick at it as well, like anything in life. You got to stick at it. You can't just mm-hmm. do stuff for six months or twelve months, and, and you know stuff, you got to stick yeah. at it, man. You got to do five years. You got to do ten years if you want to get really high level. Yeah. You got to go. You got to stick at it. Be humble. Ask questions. Just don't, don't understand up. setbacks are going to happen, overcome them, and keep going. Yeah, yeah, 
Enjoy awesome. setbacks, man. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy setbacks because figure out how to. I know it's hard, yeah, yeah, but yeah. figure remember out how to. Remember the time we lost, I lost many competitions, man. I come back to train the next day. Mm. The next yeah. day, remember that? I remember you commenting. You both did lines. that. That's yeah, that's sure what you see the champion, yeah. man. It's how you come back from a, loss. a defeat, a loss. Yeah. That's how you see the champion is right there. It's no winning at the party, man. Anyone can go to the party, you know yeah. what I mean? Yo, it's easy to win. It's hard to come back after oh. a loss, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's or, easy to... or win and have the humility to go, man, what could I do better here? For sure. And watch right. many yeah. times. Yeah. These many guys don't do that, man. That's yeah. why they stop evolving. Just have that don't give up mentality. And that you take to business, you take to your, your relationships, you know, Everything. like interpersonal relationships, you take to everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. that works. The relationships, big one. That's the most. That's the most difficult thing. That 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 we need another two hours. To relationships, yeah. friendships, yeah. etc. Yeah, everything. It's huge. People, any, anything yeah. to do with another human being is very very hard to deal with, man. Yeah. Tony, is there, is there anything else you want to um, say? Uh, I just would Before like to kinda, like, yeah. man. It's a massive. It was always a massive uh, pleasure to have you uh, with us. You know what I mean? Like it was a, a great great journey. Um, and uh, I hope that keep keep going, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's very important to have you here with us, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's a guy that has a lot of knowledge. I hope Jiu-Jitsu uh, comes more more in your life, you know what I mean? And we can we can uh, share more of this knowledge and these exchanges. And, you know, people will beneficiate that a lot here. Yeah. God, and, uh, no, thanks, man. Like, good I, luck, man. Yeah. Whatever you do, regardless. Yeah, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate it. And I really appreciate yourself, you know. Like, you're the one that brought me into the jiu-jitsu world. It's part of my life now. Mm. Part of my life. And, uh, yeah, man, i got to thank you for everything you've done for me too, you know. And having awesome training partners like Anton is going to crazy levels now. This is rare to have this at your club. This, this is really, really, really Yeah, cool. for us being such a small club and, you know what I mean, compared, 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 agree, compared to agree. some yeah, you guys, you, Take your hat off to yourself too, man. Yeah, done, agreed. I appreciate it, but yeah, you guys, it's uh, yeah, half of the job, man. It's uh, yeah. you got to help yeah. yourselves. And uh, Anton suffer from BJJ uh, high spectrum. For the living breathing. He says I'm autistic. Oh, right. autistic, man. You're say, autistic? Yeah, no, you tell him, hey, what Anthony's mean? different. What I mean is like you say, Anthony, you need to improve on your back. And then one week later, he's the best at the back. He oh, can good, teach, man. you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, I mean, the, the way he sees jiu-jitsu is a bit different, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, like, but he's, and he's always working, he's always trying to work hard and open for new positions. And... Uh, it's very good. It's very nice to see that. It's not That's normal. Right, yeah. no, in my no. opinion, like for what I see in Jiu-Jitsu, the way he can see is not very normal. Mm. It's not many guys, you know what I mean? Like but you need you need But this. if he was that this. guy, if he was that guy and party doesn't have the words, it doesn't no, work no, nothing, you right. understand? But if, but if, if you, you put want, it all together. Yeah, yeah. And if you want this to become your job, yeah, career, career, then you gotta sure. do this. You gotta do that. You gotta do this. You I can't agree. just be the average guy. 100%. You got to do sure. stuff like this autistic stuff you're talking about. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, man, I take my head out and that's yeah, why yeah. I support you guys so much because I see things that I know that this is the missing link, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll be with you guys wherever we go. Man. Let's go back to Japan, you know, uh, drive. Forget uh, where the Get the wrong hotel. Whatever. Let's yeah. go to Brazil, drive a little bit hatrically, you know what I mean? All right, guys, that's it for um, episode six. Thank you so much, Tony. Man, Thank you, really Tony. Appreciate it. Always Thanks, a man. pleasure, bro. No Thanks for having me, guys. No worries, man. Thanks. Woos.